Who are they? How did they get here and where are they now? I'm Tyson Chastain, Director of Alumni Relations with Johnson University, and this is the Sojourner Podcast. Have you heard about Johnson University's Vanguard Church Partners Program? Churches who seek a more dynamic relationship with the university are invited to join this partnership as we work together to foster stronger connections between churches, the university, and the students who attend Johnson from VCP churches. Student scholarships and a variety of church benefits reinforce the partnership of Johnson University with each partner church. You can learn more about the Vanguard Church Partners Program by going to johnsonu.edu forward slash Vanguard or by calling Brian Lakin, Director of Church Relations at 865-251-2141. Today we're joined in the Sojourner Podcast by 2017 Johnson University, Tennessee graduate Nathan Lawler. Nathan, welcome to the Sojourner Podcast. Hey, it's good to be here, Tyson. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for joining me today, Nathan. To get started, would you mind introducing yourself to those in the audience who do not know Nathan Lawler? Absolutely. My name is Nathan Lawler, and I'm currently in McMinnville, Oregon. And I'm a campus pastor here at Northwest Christian Church. I've been married for three and a half years to my bride, Erin. Got a six and a half year old stepson with a baby girl on the way, actually. So six and a half year old stepson and a baby on the way. That's right. Yeah. I suppose you met Erin there somewhere in Oregon. I did. Yeah. She's born and raised. I'm an implant, but she's born and raised here in Oregon. And uh, her family is from the area. All of her siblings are here and everything. We met through the church. Her uncle worked at the church and then he hired his sister, my mother-in-law, and she worked there for a while. And she was just like, oh, I just feel like they're like one of my kids and one of your family's out here. And so she had me over just a couple of times to hang out with the family. And that's how Aaron and I met. She says that she wasn't trying to set us up or anything like that, but it's like, come on, I mean, we're married now, the jig is up. <laughs> um, but she got us set up, and it just kind of naturally happened from there. And so we met end of 2018 and started dating spring of 2019, engaged fall 2019, married right in the thick of COVID there um, in summer of 2020. Yeah, it's been quite a ride. You said 2018 was when you met her. So mm -hmm. did you go straight to Oregon out of Johnson? So I've had kind of an interesting uh, journey. I was at Johnson there in Knoxville for three years, actually. My my fourth year, I was uh, I was doing the CCV residency in oh, Phoenix. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was at Johnson for three years. I was in Phoenix my fourth year. And I, and I came back and walked and stuff like that at Johnson, which is fun to do. Um, but yeah, I did my undergrad there at the residency program there and uh, graduated then in spring of 2017. Actually did a, a, a little stint in the summer in California there, um, which was just completely random. It was kind of funny the, the way God just kind of guided all of that. But when I was at CCB, there's just so many people that work there that are from like the business world and have kind of a, a corporate background to them. I just so many different backgrounds. So like I remember the first semester I was at CCB. I was at the Scottsdale campus, and the campus pastor was a former NFL quarterback. The associate pastor was an entrepreneur guy. 
the youth pastor was a tattoo artist. Uh, the elementary, uh, the children's pastor was a former elementary school teacher. I mean, so it was just so interesting, like so different for me being like Bible Belt from Indiana to Tennessee. Um, but so it was interesting seeing that, but it was so fascinating to see how they were able to connect with the people that we're trying to reach, you know, mm-hmm. as a church, how they were able to connect because of their background and just kind of, you know, living what they live. So I just thought that was really interesting. <laughs> Um, and so, I, you know, I got, kind of had that experience and I read uh, the book Flesh by Hugh Halter. Mm-hmm. Um, Hugh Halter's been to Johnson a couple of times. Um, I read that book and he talks a lot about being in bivocational ministry and how Paul was an example of that, you know, being a tent maker, being able to do that to help support his mission. And so it just really kind of was stirring my heart and got me thinking, like, I, I love ministry and that's what I want to do. But if I didn't, what would that look like? So then my second semester there at CCB, last semester of of college, and uh, they actually put me with a guy that was like an executive pastor type guy at one of the campuses. And he had been uh, pretty high up at Ping Golf Company. And he kind of did like some of the business of the church, you know, if you will. And so they kind of gave me that experience because I was like, hey, I'm kind of been like wrestling with this. And so they, you know, I mean, they were just so amazing at the residency and just kind of um, was working with me on that. And so I was kind of just applying for all kinds of stuff, like churches, business, businesses. I mean, I was applying for this business thing in Florida, you know, this nonprofit back in Indiana, you know, I mean, just all kinds of stuff. So we got down to the week of, of graduation there. And like, I'm like a couple of days from, I'm flying out back out to, to Knoxville to walk there at Johnson, uh, which was fun. It's a week of graduation. And I had just had, literally the night before, I had had my final interview at a church in Phoenix. And it was a great church. It was to, to do like small group stuff and lead the rooted program and stuff there. Like amazing job that I totally didn't deserve. But like, I mean, I had my final interview with like some of the elders and like it went well and you know, I was going to be offered the job. The next morning, I get a phone call. They're like, hey, uh, this is Alex from City Internships, and uh, we just want to let you know that we've accepted you into our internship program, and uh, you got like a couple weeks to decide. You got 14 days to decide on whether or not you want to be part of this program. And I was like, okay, (laughs) cool. (laughs) I hang up, and I Google City Internships because I'm like, what's that? I don't know what that is. I've applied for all kinds of stuff. I can't even remember what it is. (laughs) And it was like, it was uh, an internship program. It was kind of similar to the residency, only for like business corporate world. And uh, they they are located in like just major cities, L.A., New York, London, and they partner with kind of businesses there to give college students like business, like real experience there. Mm. And so I just thought, wow, like that's really interesting. And so I kind of wrestled with it and thought, like, I don't know if this is an opportunity I can pass up. Like, yeah, I think the church thing would be amazing. I think it would go well, but I feel like I'll just always look back and wonder, like, what could have been? Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up, uh, graduating and, uh, graduated from Johnson and ended up in, uh, in LA, um, in California for a couple of months there for like three months. I lived at UCLA's campus and, uh, was working in Santa Monica, um, which was awesome. You know, it's pretty beautiful out there if you didn't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but it was cool though, because I had a, I had a marketing internship. And so I was doing like kind of social media type stuff. It was completely random. I was doing like a marketing internship for this like entrepreneur book, this this lady that wrote a children's book. I mean, it was completely random, <laughs> um, but it was great. It was, I mean, it was really cool. But I did like a lot of social media stuff. So I could like schedule like all these postings and different things like that. And I could basically do everything on my phone. 
you know what that means? That means that like I was at the beach every day. Like, <laughs> um, it was awesome. Um, but it was just, uh, it was a crazy experience though. But the thing that was wild was like, I'm from Indiana, went to Bible college, and now I'm part of this program where I'm at UCLA and I'm living on the same floor as this co-ed floor with like 30 other college students. My roommate was from India and was like at Kelly School of Business at Indiana University. Like we had guys that were working on like their NBAs and like it just graduated and like it was just really wild. Um, and I was like very much the only Christian there. Um, so <laughs> it was just, it was a wild experience. During that summer, I got connected here with the church in Oregon. Again, you know, I was applying just for all kinds of stuff, um, but I felt pretty confident that I did want to be in full-time ministry. Hmm. Um, but I was open for whatever. I was open for anything that God might put in front of me. I got connected through the, actually the, the leaders of the residency at CCV in Phoenix. They connected me with a guy who had done the residency a couple years prior, and uh, he was at this church in Oregon, and he had sent the job opening they had. They sent it to me, said, hey, you check this out. This might be good for you. And it was uh, guest services and like volunteer engagement. And so I sent in my resume and had some phone interviews. Uh, they flew me out. And my first time ever to Oregon was my interview weekend there. My second time ever to Oregon was with all my stuff moving there. And uh, that was in October of 2017. And it's been it's been heck of a ride since then. <laughs> Sounds like it. That's so cool. Uh, yeah. So that was a pretty neat journey, but boy, we jumped way ahead. I want to know yeah. more about yeah. the development of that journey, you know, how you yeah. even got into the strategic ministry program in the first place. So mm -hmm. let's jump all the way back to the earliest years. So you had already mentioned you are an Indiana boy. So where were you born? Born and raised in Westfield, Indiana, 18 years in the, the same house. Um, right there, a couple blocks from Westfield High School there, and which is funny to even think about Westfield now because I mean, like it's grown so much. The the Indiana Pacers do their off season training there. The Colts do the Indianapolis Colts. They do their uh, preseason training there and stuff. I mean, so like it's just blown up. When I was grew up there, it was like a couple neighborhoods and uh -huh. farm farmland, and you know we had a Jan's Village Pizza. You know, like that was <laughs> that was Westfield when I grew up. So you know, it was a pretty small town like nice suburb and, and good people there, but born and raised there. Yeah. Were you there the whole time in your youth? Yeah. There the entire time up until I came to Johnson. Were you raised in a Christian home? Yeah. I was raised in a Christian home. We went to Central Christian Church in Carmel, Indiana. Mm -hmm. And my pastor growing up was a man by the name of Richard Clark. <laughs> um, I happen to know that guy. <laughs> you do, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. And he's he's been there at Johnson for what, six, seven years now? Something like that? But, uh, yeah, something like that. Richard, yeah, Richard but, is my boss, for those who do not know. <laughs> yeah, he was my pastor growing up. So is that right? That's where I grew up. And yeah, I grew up in a Christian family, though. And uh, my grandparents helped plant that church. My grandma worked for Richard. My, my grandma was Richard's admin for years and years and years. I think she retired when I was, I don't know, like a junior or senior in high school. Hmm. So yeah, my grandparents helped plant Central Christian Church back in the I don't know, 50s, 60s, something like that. My grandpa was one of the elders and taught Sunday school and did all did all that growing up. So I, I always joke, though, that growing up for me, like every Sunday was family reunion. You know, I mean, it was mm. my, all my cousins and aunts and uncles all together there at church and always going out <laughs> to lunch uh, after church together. I went to high school with my cousins. And... So with all that family influence around, tell me about your faith development at Central. When did you give your life to Christ? So I... You know, again, oh, grew up in a Christian family, and I got baptized. 
I don't know, when I was 12, I think. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I always liked going to church and, you know, again, seeing my family and stuff. And, and I grew up in a very loving, genuine family. My faith came serious for me when I was a senior in high school, actually. It was right before I was a senior in high school. And that was really just a string of bad decisions made in high school, you know, like a lot of us do. Kind of living the consequences of those bad decisions the summer before my senior year. Grounded the whole summer, could only hang out with two people. My friend that I'd been a total jerk to, that was a Christian, <laughs> and, uh, and his youth pastor. Those were like the two people that I hung out with the entire summer. And uh, they were just an amazing influence on me and just very graceful to me. And so that was kind of when my, when my faith really started to become pretty serious. But I, still, I was still trying to figure some things out. And I had a moment. It was, a, it was on a retreat at Dale Hollow in Tennessee. I remember we had free time. And it was like two weeks before school was going to start. And I'm thinking, man, like I, I want to be serious about my faith. And, uh, but I've made all these, this all just happened over the summer. I made all these bad decisions. I, you know, I have friends that are just terrible influences at, at school and I'm about to go back. Like, that's scary. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. But it was free time, um, at the retreat. And so, you know, everyone's playing games, going out in the lake, whatever. I go down to the basement and I'm reading my Bible, not because I'm spiritual, because I was desperate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm down there and I'm reading and man, I'll, I'll never forget. I was reading first Timothy three, actually these qualifications. And I thought, man, I don't want to be a lukewarm Christian. Like this is what I want for my life. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and man, God just hit me like a, like a bull of lightning. I mean, it was that <laughs> not everybody has that aha moment, but I right. had that aha moment there. I guess I needed it again. I think it was a little slow, but, um, <laughs> but man, that was just where I just had that encounter there with the Holy spirit. And that was just when everything really changed for me and where my relationship with God really became personal. Was never going to go into ministry. No way I was going to go into ministry. But that was when my when my faith became serious, though. <laughs> That's cool. And so that was entering into your high school year. That was entering into my senior year of high school there. Okay. Yeah. Tell me about your experience in that senior year. I mean, you're yeah. serious about your faith, but you're back under the influence, uh, you know, of those negative peers. So yeah. tell me about that senior year for you. Well, I, I mentioned that I did have a Christian friend that, you know, I kind of reconciled with and, you know, was, was one of my good friends today. He was best man at my wedding. And uh, um, so I stuck close to him. I really, I didn't really put myself out there too much. I, I really dodged a lot of mm-hmm. the football games and different things like that. I, I really didn't participate in a lot of that. For better, for worse, I don't know. I don't really, I don't have any regrets. But uh, yeah, it was hard at times. But yeah, I, I had a lot of good people around me, though, that were really graceful to me. You had this Christian friend and his youth minister. So these were not folks from Central? No, actually, they really they really weren't, actually. Central was kind of, the beginning of my senior year during that time, Central was in a transition with their youth pastor. And so I just kind of really latched on to my buddy and his pastor, um, who was just a great guy. And, you know, we'd go slacklining, go talk about and, and read the Bible together. And uh, so they, they were really big influences on me just during that season. And then uh, in January, during my senior year, uh, we hired a new youth pastor. He and I just became really, really tight instantly because at that point I, I was going to go into ministry. Mm. Um, so we became really, really tight. Yeah, those were kind of the influences that were around me, though, during that uh, just really interesting time there that my senior year. So wait a minute. You said that in the summer after your junior year, before your senior year, you're like not ministry, but then January, and you're like yes, ministry. Yeah. How in the world did that happen? 
yeah, I mean, during those few months, God just doing a work in me. You know, I mean, that August right before the school year started was when I became serious about my faith. And uh, God just, I think, continued to break me um, over mm. those three, four months. And I just felt like I owed him everything. Mm. And, you know, it's like I'm figuring out my higher education, going to college, where am I going to go? You know, I'm, I'm making my kind of career choices, like, and I just felt like I owed him everything. And so I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Definitely didn't want to speak in front of people or do anything like that. But I wanted to serve as church. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to serve as church. So that was when I well, that was when I became serious about like, okay, God, all right, God, I've I've I've, I've ran enough. And I'm just gonna submit. I'll just, I'll just submit to you. That's a good choice. Yeah, yeah I mean, regrets. Okay, so how did you find your way to Johnson? Well, I mean, it's Indiana. I mean, you know, I don't know. How to, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what it's like now at Johnson, but at the time when I was there, like the second most students, not far behind Tennessee, were from Indiana. Uh -huh. You know, obviously Johnson's in Tennessee, so the most students are from Tennessee. But there were a lot of students from Indiana. So you go to any of the any of the all the all the youth pastors, and you know, you go to uh, the Christian camps there in Indiana. A lot of them are from either Johnson or Ozark. Mm -hmm. And so, it, but it was really the influence, though, of that youth pastor who went to Kentucky Christian. He he really encouraged me to go to either Johnson or Ozark. He wasn't going to encourage me to go to Kentucky Christian. No offense to anybody that went to Kentucky Christian, but he wasn't encouraging me to go there. He he was encouraging me to go to either Johnson or Ozark. And I had, you know, Johnson ties through my family. I didn't have personal Johnson ties, but there were some Johnson ties just in the fact that my my mom and, and her siblings, like, I think they would go down to Tennessee for like Bible Bowl or something like that way mm, back in the day maybe. or something uh -huh. like that. I can't remember what it was called, but they, they would go down there sometimes. Um, we kind of had already some Johnson ties in the family. Nobody had been to Johnson really, but they were really encouraging me to go. My youth pastor was really encouraging either Johnson or Ozark. So on a whim, I was like, you know, maybe, you know, we can go check out Johnson. So me and my dad and uh, my buddy, we went down to Johnson, uh, drove onto the campus and that was it. I was like, <laughs> yeah, this is where, this is where I'm going to go. But I just remember going to a visiting and there was a student that was outside and he had this big, huge long board and long hair and a beard. And I thought, that's pretty cool. Like, maybe I'll go here. <laughs> and it was a beautiful campus. I mean, it was a beautiful campus. Um, mm -hmm. So it was just a really cool experience. So I just, you know, I just pulled the trigger on. This is where I'm going to go. Um, so I went to Johnson. I tell people that when it comes to choosing between Johnson and Ozark, it's like, you know, to me, it's 1A, 1B. It's like both are great schools, great faculty. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking for a beautiful campus, there's yeah. there's not a competition. No, you can't beat the facilities there at Johnson. It's it's unbelievable. So that's pretty cool that you say as soon as you came on campus, you're like, yep, that's it. Did you not take uh, visits to any of the other schools at all? Nope. You just Johnson was the only school that I visited. I did apply to another school. I applied to the Moody Bible Institute. Oh yeah, uh -huh. up there in Chicago. They uh, <laughs> I applied there. And they were like, you know, we are accepting you, but we have such limited capacity at a Chicago campus that you'll have to start at our Washington campus. They have a, a campus out there in Spokane, Washington. At least they used to. I don't know if they still do or not. Mm -hmm. But they had a Spokane, Washington campus at the time. So like, you know, we, you know, you're accepted to Moody, but you guys start in Washington. And I was like, well, I'm not going to Northwest. <laughs> <laughs> he says four years before he's living in the Northwest. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So I ended up, yeah, did a lot of praying through that, but Johnson was the only school I visited. This is my choice. So <laughs> it's cool.
so tell me about your experience then at Johnson uh, as a student. Yeah. What what'd you come to study? I went to Johnson um, with my major undecided. Oh, okay. Uh, was kind of leaning in a lot of different different ways. I just I just had a lot of different things. Again, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to serve the church. Mm-hmm. Knew I wanted to be in ministry. Didn't really know what that looked like. I was interested in missions. I was interested in counseling. Um, I was interested in maybe just the general kind of church leadership kind of thing. I mean, there were just a handful of things that I was I was interested in. But really, uh, I mean, again, it's just bizarre. It's just funny. But I, I really was kind of actually feeling this call to preach. And um, ultimately, though, I decided I decided because of just kind of these multiple different things I was interested in, I decided that preaching and church leadership probably captured everything. Um, the best. And if I did really decide, like I want to do counseling or missions, that would be a pretty easy transition uh, mm. to go into if I wanted to do that. So I decided to go with preaching and church leadership. And I think I declared that the spring semester there. I remember walking into Daniel Overdorf's office uh, to get a signature or whatever on it. And I uh, said, well, God bless you, man. And I said, oh, he has. <laughs> um, um, and yeah, Overdorf, he was uh, what dean of congregational ministry at the time. So mm-hmm. That was kind of how that that happened. And sophomore year, yeah, I started taking some of the preaching classes. My first uh, preaching professor was Jeff Snell, one of my favorite professors there. Loved <laughs> loved his class. I I would tell people like, if you want to experience preaching, take Snell's class. Like just the way that he talks, the way that he lectures. I mean, it's just like man, love it. So I, I loved his class. It's uh, cool. Let's go ahead and go down this uh, path there of faculty members. What faculty members do you remember? What do you remember that they taught? What, what else do you remember? The first professor that I'll say I um, that really had an impact on me was my my in the fall semester, one of the first classes I took, Gospel Narratives with Carl Bridges, mm. uh, with Dr. Bridges there. I loved uh, I loved his class because we both shared the same uh, uh, love language of sarcasm. Um, <laughs> I lo- I loved his class, but it was it, that class was a wake up call for me though. Because mm. when I was in high school, like I didn't get amazing grades, you know, I was you know kind of an A B occasional C type student, but I really didn't like study or anything. I mean, I studied a little bit here and there, just depending on the subject. But I really didn't have to put forth a ton of effort in high school. So I go to college. I'm thinking this is Bible, <laughs> you know, like like I grew up in the church. Like I got this, and uh, <laughs> you know, it's gospel narratives. We have our first exam coming up. I'm like, you know, it's the gospel. It's about Jesus. Like I got this, dude. I got a 58 percent on my first exam <laughs> in Bridges class. That was the first exam I took at college, and I was like, dude, this that was a wake up call. I was like, whoa, I got to get the, I got to get things together here. And uh, I'll never forget going to open my mailbox, open my mailbox, pulling out that exam later that day and seeing that grade. I was like, whoa, <laughs> I got to get it together here. So I, that was very memorable. And, uh, but yeah, I, I love that class and that, yeah, that was a wake up call for me though. And I, that was when I really kind of started to learn, okay, how to, this is how you study. This is how you manage your time. And, and you got to put forth some effort here. This is, this is, you're with the big boys now in college. <laughs> Uh, that was really good. Jeff Snow that sophomore year um, was a lot of fun. I also took a couple of, uh, of course, Doc Reese classes mm-hmm. with uh, the wisdom literature. And then he also was teaching part of um, uh, the other preaching class. Um, he and Overdorf kind of split the class when I took it. Um, mm-hmm. And Overdorf did some of it. Doc Reese did some of it and uh, just loved it. And Doc Reese's TA was a senior that year. 
So I was working on getting that job. <laughs> and so my junior year, I was Doc Reese's TA. And like, don't tell my boss today, but it's the best job I've ever had. I mean, working <laughs> Doc Reese. Hey, well, of course, and, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. Love that. So, I mean, Doc Reese might be one of the most influential people in my entire life that I've been around. Mm. Um, and I had the blessing of of sitting four feet from him in his office, you know, almost every day, uh, my junior year of college. And that was just a massive blessing to be around him and to to, uh, to work for him. It was, it was a lot of fun. So. Well, I'm glad you got that experience um, to, to yeah. work so closely with him. I mean, the world lost a gym. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but uh, you've <laughs> you've mentioned some great folks, of course, Carl Bridges and and Jeff Snell, but Dave Reese. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah. any any time I ask that question, Dave Reese's name comes up. Yeah. Oh, undoubtedly. Yeah, he was incredible. But so many just. I mean, that was one of the, the amazing things about Johnson. I mean, just so many just incredible faculty professors there that just you know they've lived it you know they're they're in ministry they're they were they were in missions i love brent brewer's classes and i remember going to like the small group chapel i remember going to brent brewer's chapel i remember oh man i remember one of the one of the best trips i've ever taken was sophomore year spring break he took a trip to in new york city for like a church planting like um experience and we went around to different churches and stuff and that was incredible that was such a great trip. Um, so I loved, loved Brewer, loved Brett Brewer, and uh, loved Jody Owens. I think I, I think I just took an Old Testament class with Jody Owens. Loved, loved that. Um, loved Gormans, both the Gormans. I took uh, world history um, with Jamie Gorman, and that was like his first year there mm-hmm. when he was working on his doctorate and stuff. And uh, loved that class, and had never, never cared about social studies or history or anything like that before but realize just the impact of knowing kind of your history and that foundation and framework that creates you know he, he really got me interested in history and does day. i mean i love reading about church history and different things like that love that loved heather gorman's classes took, took a couple of those and and just had a blast um in those so yeah just so many good people there tyson i don't know if you remember this actually too we played floor hockey together i played, <laughs> I played floor hockey uh-huh. Um, my sophomore year, um, I played floor hockey, and I think I think we were on the same team that year. And I I kind of remember like I remember Joshua Denny uh, was the <laughs> captain of that team, and uh, and I, I remember Steve Cook was on that team. I remember I kind of felt like our team was kind of the bad news bears a little bit. Just that, <laughs> we weren't very good during the season, but then we made a run like right at the playoffs. I remember and like lost in the semifinals or something like that. But um, but I, I loved that. And then my junior year, uh, man, I had such a illustrious sports career at Johnson, <laughs> sarcastically. Um, but I did that. And then junior year, though, I played intramural basketball and I tore my ACL. Oh, and the, the worst part about that was I couldn't play floor hockey. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, I spent my my junior year spring break at Johnson having surgery um, over at uh, UT Hospital over there. Uh, that was crazy. So you sort of touched on this, but let's go down the spiritual path. I mean, you talked about the influence of Dave Reese and Carl Bridges, and of course Heather Gorman and such. So tell me about your spiritual development at Johnson. How did it grow from freshman year to uh, yeah. Fourth year. I mean, the the single biggest thing about going to Johnson. I mean, there there's a couple things I could say about going to Johnson that were just so impactful. But the number one biggest thing about going to Johnson was just the 
gospel biblical lens that it gives you mm. um, to go out into the world, um, whatever it is that you're going and doing. When you leave Johnson, if, if you're there and you're present and you're and you're taking it, your time seriously there, like the biblical lens that you will come away with is just priceless. And just that foundation, that framework, um, that it's set of just viewing everything that you move forward in that gospel lens was just huge. Cause I mean, again, you know, I, I grew up going to the church and kind of knew the Sunday school answers, you know, if you will, to a degree, but was, was largely kind of faking it really mm-hmm. for a long time. You know, I, I, it's not that I didn't like church, <laughs> but I just didn't see how it was relevant to the Monday through Saturday. So when I became serious about my faith, I was already senior in high school. And uh, so going to Johnson, though, like I had a lot to learn. I had that wake-up call in Bridges class. But just the journey of of, of wanting to, to grow and learn and go deeper um, and just the relationships, too, and having those relationships um, with other people wanting to go into ministry. I mean, one of my best friends today I met my freshman year. Um, we were on the, the same hall, Second and South, uh, the Dirty South. So <laughs> I met him. We were on the same hall there. He's, he was one of my best friends today. And so just the relationships that you develop there of just people that, you know, also aspire to go into ministry and are just so on fire for the gospel. You know, of course, you have those who, who aren't, but so many of them are. And it's just so it's just priceless, those relationships. And then there's just another thing that just like was one of the best experiences was that residency program. Mm-hmm. Um, do, doing that residency program. My senior year, you know, I, 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 and I did my undergrad. I know the common thing, I think, is to do your master's, you know, after your four-year undergrad. But I was kind of just ready to go do it. That's kind of how I felt. Um, so, so I went uh, my uh, senior year out to CCV. And doing that residency program was just that 10 months out there was one of the most formative times, probably the most formative time of my life, really, um, just being out in the real world, doing ministry, being in a safe place like a residency where they're coaching you, they're teaching you, you know, you're still a college student, mm-hmm. but um, but you're doing full-time ministry. It was just an, an incredible experience, and um, but just falling in love with reading. I mean, I didn't have as many like taking exams and writing essays and stuff like that. I mean, it was a lot of hands-on stuff. But because of that, because I didn't have so much assigned reading to do, like I really got to fall in love with reading. Um, so just some of the disciplines that you really pick up during that time was was just huge. It was really cool. It actually reminds me of another great class I took at Johnson, which was spiritual formation. And I took that. I think Jody Owens teaches that. But mm. I actually took that with Les Harden. Um, oh, nice. Florida professor. Mm-hmm. I took it. It was an online thing that I took with him. And, uh, uh, you know, again, we share the, the um, love language of sarcasm. Loved, loved, loved class. <laughs> yeah, that's less. Uh-huh. Um, but it was just really practical, really hands on. So just to go deep in that was was really cool. Do you remember anything about chapel? Chapel, you know, this is a terrible answer. <laughs> the thing that I the thing that I remember the, the most about chapel is the good old five and flea. Um, I don't know. You might have to cut that out. I don't know if you can put that on the podcast. But, uh, <laughs> I'm going to keep um, it in there because that's just honest. I love it. That's brutal honesty. 
Um, no, I, Chapel was was really cool. I mean, I, I liked Chapel, and Bill Wolf was leading Chapel. Um, then I don't know if he still is or not, but he was he was the guy leading Chapel there, and uh, it was really cool to hear the different speakers. And the thing the thing about Chapel that I'll, I'll say this: um, when the small group Chapel was a lot of fun. It was really cool. Again, you know, I went to Brewers one year, and uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, but the thing about Chapel that was cool was having all the different people coming in and kind of giving their perspective on things and their just encouragement to these students that, you know, they talk about the, the Johnson bubble, you know, that, and that, I mean, that, can, that happens everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody gets in their bubbles. But, you know, you have all these students that are on this just amazing campus tucked away there in the Smoky Mountains. Um, so it's cool to have these different people come in that it's like, hey, I've been in your shoes and kind of here's here's my perspective. Here's my encouragement to you. So it was cool. It was really cool to hear such some of those different voices um, that would be brought in uh, to speak to us. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff. What else was your social life like as a student at Johnson? I had a small group of friends tight group and it was uh you know the main that main group um the four of us and my, my one of my best friends on that campus i mean again, it's just so funny the experience that you can get out of bible college okay, come friends. on give me names so, give me names one of my best friends was tj ford um, <laughs> yeah. who he was you know like 40 years old, former firefighter, wanted to go into ministry, went to Bible college. And he was one of my best friends. You know, it's funny. It was a group of us. Carrie was one of them. Carrie Adele. That's her middle name is Adele. She got married, so I can't have space on her last name right now. <laughs> you know, I can look it up here real quick. But that's Carrie, cool. Cody Ballard um, was the other one. There, there was just a tight group of us that mm-hmm. we had a group text. We were texting about going to the galley and our group text chat name i remember it was the jack wagons because uh, <laughs> we would just joke with each other give each other a hard time and and then uh man during my junior year i became really good friends with uh jason razanitti and i mentioned him he was uh you know a guy that i met he's still one of, he's one of my best friends today mm-hmm. and uh um, more than anybody a guy that i've continued to stay in touch with and grow with because he actually so we went out and we did the residency together a lot of that group did tj cody Jason, me, we went to the residency together in, in Arizona. Um, so we just got a lot of uh, really cool life experience together. And uh, But Jason, actually, after graduation, went back, got a youth pastor job at my home church. So my, going back to that really quick, it was Central Christian Church in Carmel at the time. Now it's still, still alive and doing well today, but it's a Thrive Christian Church in Westfield. Um, is what it is now. So he actually just recently transitioned off staff there and is a police officer now, but he was there for six years, maybe more. And uh, um, so, yeah, just the friendships that are um, developed there, though, was just really cool. Yeah, just those those relationships and stuff that developed from the freshman year over all those years was just priceless. Um, It was a lot of fun. So did you all get involved in going to, you know, the midnight run to, to Taco Bell or rock hopping or any oh, of those kinds did. of things? Uh, we did. And there was one specific place that we frequented and that was cookout. <laughs> oh, cookout. Yeah. Man, do I miss cookout. <laughs> um, but yeah, we would, we would go down uh, to UT's campus, which was always an experience. I'm a college kids. Um, and we, we would go down there and we'd go to cookout and hang out there. We did that all the time, which was a lot of fun. It was, it was, it was really cool. But I mean, I mean, I remember 
And I remember I would drive a lot. And I was always terrified driving down the UT strip because I'm like, one of these kids is going to fall off the sidewalk because they're <laughs> all doing God knows what. These kids are going to fall off the sidewalk. I'm going to hit them. And this is going to be a tragedy. But uh, but yeah, we went to cookout a lot. That was where we had the midnight runs to cookout, you know, trying to trying to work over the security guard if we were, came in late past uh, curfew, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it was. It was I bad. love hearing about Nathan Lola, the bad boy. That's That's hilarious. Yeah, I, uh, I, Bob and Flea, and <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that's, that's beautiful. Sorry. I love it. I love um, it. That, but I mean, that's part of a growing and learning experience. I mean, come on. Absolutely, absolutely. And one of one another really cool experience. Just to, you know, you talk about that social life there at Johnson. My junior year, I lived up on Clark Hall. Um, I don't know if that's still a thing or not, but I lived up on Clark Hall. It's cheaper. You get your own room. You got shared bathrooms, but I went for it. Um, so I was living up on Clark, Clark Hall uh, my junior year uh, there at Johnson. Well, that was the year that I tore my ACL. It doesn't seem like it'd be that big of a deal, except Clark Hall doesn't have any elevators. <laughs> That's right. Third floor. The third floor. <laughs> and there's only stairs. So literally, I mean, I, I go to I go to basketball, play my basketball game that night and tear my ACL. <laughs> and I couldn't, didn't go back to my room ever again. <laughs> um, and again, this just speaks though to the people at Johnson and just the friends that you make there. Tore my ACL. Group of friends took me to the hospital. You know, they gave me crutches and, and drugs and sent me out. You know, scheduling surgery for a few weeks later. But um, but that night, for the next like week, I slept in the bed of my buddy Jason that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, he he had me. He lived on the first floor there in the regular dorms. I can't remember the name. Uh, the, yeah, the boys. There, Brown, yeah, yeah, he lived on the first floor there, and so that night, you know, didn't know what to do. He slept on his couch, and I slept in his bed. And uh, for about a week, like we didn't really have a game plan yet. I actually ended up moving in right next door to him. That that dorm room right next door to him was open, and so um, I'm trying to remember. Dave Leg had retired. It was the first year he had retired, and mm. uh, Weldon is that was that his name? Weldon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Weldon. Um, okay, this is actually funny. All right, this is all coming back to me now. So Weldon, he was he was the guy there. So they kind of coordinated and, and let me come stay there in Brown. Um, so my buddies helped because I couldn't do anything. I couldn't even get up to my room over in Clark Hall. They got all my stuff. And uh, we moved in into, into my room there in, in Clark Hall. And, um, but it was, it was really funny. I think I got a little sympathy from Weldon though, because he was actually on my basketball team and was, was the one that, through the past that I ended up diving for and tearing my ACL on. So I think he felt a little bad, but he was, he was great though. I mean, it was, it was, it was just really cool about how graceful and helpful everybody was. And, uh, but yeah, and then Jason and I, that was really what made us become like just best friends um, was through that whole experience. Cause he was just uh, so helpful for me and, and helping me, you know, crippled me um, with all kinds of stuff. So it was really cool. It was cool. Wow. That's neat. How long have you been in McMinnville? 2018, you said you started? October of 2017. October 2017. Okay. Yeah. I came out here and very start of rain season, drove out here. And the first week I was out here, it was dark and pouring, dumping rain for a week straight. And I thought I made the wrong decision and this is God's curse on me. <laughs> Like I've I've read I've read Exodus. And this is this, <laughs> is, this is this is Scott's car song. I made the wrong decision. Um, no, I've been out here though since October 2017, and man, it's it has been. I mean, that's you know what is that six and a half years, mm-hmm. and it's been a ride. Been it's been pretty crazy, but 
when I came on, I came on at Newburgh Christian Church um, in Newburgh, Oregon, just, just south of Portland. And as I was coming on, I mean, I swear the only reason that they hired me is because they were merging into a multi-site church. I mean, I wasn't qualified for the job they hired me for. Thank God they hired me, though. Uh, but it, it was good, you know, good people. And uh, it, was just a, it was just a lot of fun through the whole interview process. But they brought me on, and it was Newburgh Christian Church. And the next year, they merged with this uh, church in McMinnville. And then a few months after that, they uh, merged with this church. These are all neighboring cities out here, um, towns out here in uh, in Oregon. Um, but they merged then with uh, a Tiger Christian church. So all of a sudden, we became a multi-site church in the span of a year. And uh, um, and that was kind of the plan. And again, I think that's the only reason they hired me. But, you know, it worked out for me. They brought me in, and um, I was at the uh, Newburgh campus there, though, um, starting in 2017. And was there up until summer of 2022, and uh, and it was just quite an experience there. Though I was on the adult ministry team there, and my boss, um, fall of 2018, had a moral failure, mm. and uh, he was doing all kinds of discipleship, life group, pastoral care type stuff. He had a moral failure, and it just kind of sent shockwaves. It was actually with our our worship director at the time, and so it really mm. sent some shockwaves. So yeah, it was it was crazy. I mean, and that was just that was fall twenty nineteen that happened. So that just sent shockwaves. But for me, it was just kind of an opportunity to step up, and so that's what I did. You know, I did the best I could, and I know I, you know, I, you know, made a lot of mistakes, a ton of mistakes. But it was just an opportunity for me to be able to step in and, and step up and uh, kind of do things that otherwise might have might have taken years for me to get the opportunity to do some of the things I got to do. But you know, there I was. 25 at the time, doing a lot of life group discipleship type stuff. And, uh, and it was quite an experience. And then, of course, six months later, where we go into a pandemic, uh, that changed everything. And so it was, it was really crazy that 2020 year. But man, the thing that attracted me to the church that I was at when I was going through the interview process is just their involvement out in the community, mm. um, doing after school program through the school. I mean, the schools approached them. And ask them to run an after-school program. I mean, that's just unheard of. And so things like that, running a food pantry every Thursday night, there's a hot meal here at our church. And so just things like that that they were doing, I just thought, wow, like that's amazing. And then there were a lot of people at the church that had been there for a long time, a lot of people on staff there. And so I thought, man, that really speaks to something. So those were the things that attracted me um, to the church. But then in, in 2020, COVID happens, pandemic hits, and we were partnered with World Vision. Um, which World Vision is an organization that they take like goods and they get them distributed through other nonprofits and churches and stuff. And so they get a lot of Costco returns. Costco is their main thing because Costco, you know, is Costco. They have no return policy. So people can return things that are perfectly fine. And so it ends up going to World Vision and then it gets mm. distributed to people in need. Mm. So our our worship center, it was, you know, kind of a gymatorium type thing that we had at the Newport campus there. Our gym just became a warehouse, basically. And we would just get trucks, bring in pallets and pallets of stuff during that pandemic. We just had pallets everywhere of just all kinds of goods. And that was the thing is you couldn't really, you could kind of make requests on what you needed, but really you were going to get what they gave you. So we would get all kinds of stuff 
So we have uh, all these pallets everywhere. We'd have volunteers that would come in and organize the pallets and kind of try to get things together that were of the same, you know, toiletries with the toiletries and clothes with the clothes and bedding with the bedding and baby diapers, stuff like that with, with each other, trying to organize everything. Summer got nice and some of the, I mean, the restrictions, especially out here in Oregon, were just all over the place, up and down. And we ended up being able to do church outside. And so we we're doing church out in the parking lot starting in uh, like beginning of July. And it was, I mean, it was funny though, actually, because that was right when I was getting married. Got married June 20th, 2020. And took the week off before, I guess I had family in town and stuff. We got married there in Oregon. Had family coming in town and stuff. Took that week before off. Honeymoon a couple weeks after. My grandpa actually passed away during that time. Um, so as soon as I got back from the honeymoon, I flew out to Indiana for a few days. So I was gone for like a month from the church. And I was like, man, I'm not even going to try to keep up with my email because with all the changes that are constantly happening, it's going to be a totally different church by the time I get back. And when I got back, you know, we'd gone from doing only church online to doing church out in the parking lot because that's what we could do. During that time, uh, our lead pastor was hearing about this ministry called Alpha. Um, and it's a small group, very relational outreach type ministry, very much an introduction um, to the faith and to the church. It's, but it's worldwide. I mean, it's in all kinds of languages, you know, just incredible ministry. I had never heard of it. And they, so in the beginning of 2021, they said, hey, we're going to do this thing called Alpha. Nathan, you do it. I'm <laughs> like, all right, what is it? You know, and luckily I had a guy, though, that was just ready to invest in me and in this ministry. And it was just, this incredible thing and that just became uh that was really huge for me in my ministry so yeah it was just this uh really cool ministry though that just really opened up a lot for me and uh just gave me so much leadership development during that time mm -hmm. and uh just being able to build up that team and uh, just the relationships that came from that it was really cool so i'm, I'm i was really growing a lot in my ministry and just in my faith and as a husband as a new dad, again, I mentioned I have a stepson. Um, so just during all that, I mean, it was just a lot was happening. And COVID hit, I put my life in the microwave and just got married, became a dad. And just all these things were happening. But and it was just such a blessing, though, the way God just worked through all of it. I started preaching a little bit more on Sunday mornings um, here at, the New, at, the, at our Newburgh campus and was getting reps doing that, which was really cool. It was like the probably sixth or seventh time, maybe after I preached. Next day, I get an email from our lead pastor, his admin. Uh, his admin. She was like, hey, David wants to meet with you tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, no, what did I do? Like, <laughs> oh, crap. Like, I finally did it. You know, I remember I emailed her back. I was like, is it good or bad? She's like, well, it's not bad. That's all I can say. I'm like, all right. I go into his office, though, and, and he starts talking about me being a campus pastor. At the end of the summer, kind of during the summer, there was this transitional period. And summer 2022, I became a campus pastor just a little further south of Newburgh in a city called, a little, little tiny city called McMinnville, which is actually named after uh, McMinnville, Tennessee. They, they moved out to Oregon and just took the name with them. And so been here for yeah almost a year and a half now. And uh, it's been just uh, up and down. Yeah, just super blessed. And three and a half years married now, baby on the way. Considering all that you have gone through, you know, in your experience, of course, at Christ Church of the Valley and in California and in Oregon, the stuff that you've learned or are going through there in McMinnville and things like that. Give me something that you've learned throughout your journey that you would really want to make sure other people knew. 
when I became a campus pastor, I just thought like I've arrived to a, to a degree, you know, not in just a completely arrogant way, but you know, I just felt like, man, like, wow, like I'm 27 years old and, and being a campus pastor, like, this is crazy. Like, I don't deserve this. Like, wow. But this is going to, this is going to be amazing. This is going to be exactly everything I wanted it to be. <laughs> like, that's what I thought. <laughs> Man, God has just broken me over mm. and over again. There's so much to learn out there. I don't know. There's so much that you can take in, but nothing just beats being in the presence of God. Mm. Um, and I've just spent so much time over the last year just in prayer, not praying for anything other than just to be in his presence and just for his Holy Spirit to be dwelling here in this church and working through me. Um, but it was just a reminder uh, of what it's all about, just about his kingdom here on earth and just the the blessing it is to be his child and to be a part of it. That that was it. I mean, you answered it. Nothing beats being in God's presence, and that, that's a good lesson learned. Okay, so I'm going to ask you one more question and to give you a moment to think about it while I do a commercial. Imagine, if you will, that for the next 60 seconds, everyone in the world is listening to the podcast. So you have 60 seconds to address the world. What is Nathan Lawler going to say to the world in his 60 seconds? While you think about your answer, let me ask our listeners. Have you heard about Johnson University's Vanguard Church Partners Program? Churches who seek a more dynamic relationship with the university are invited to join this partnership as we work together to foster stronger connections between churches, the university, and the students who attend Johnson from VCP churches. Student scholarships and a variety of church benefits reinforce the partnership of Johnson University with each partner church. You can learn more about the Vanguard Church Partners Program by going to johnsonu.edu forward slash Vanguard or by calling Brian Lakin, Director of Church Relations at 865-251-2141. So Nathan Lawler, a 2017 graduate of Johnson University, currently ministering in McMinnville, Oregon, as the campus pastor with Northwest Christian Church. Nathan, thank you so much for giving me your time today and for uh, sharing with us your journey. What one-minute message would you give to the world? I'm going to give you two, but I can do each one in 30 seconds. First one goes to the non-believer. What I would say is that it is worth it to, to follow God. There is good reason. There is scientific, philosophical, historic, intellectual reason to believe that there is a God, um, and he is worth following. And I know that there's all kinds of opinions out there, but I encourage you to explore this um, and, to, and to read it because it's worth it. Second one is to the believer, and I would just remind the believer, Christ is coming back. And whatever it is that you're dealing with today, whatever heartbreak, disease, struggle that you're having, just remember this. When I look at Jesus's Gospels, he performs miracles, he heals, he restores. When he does that, I notice that he seems far more concerned about people's faith than their actual current circumstance. The miracles are amazing, Mm -hmm. but he always says things like, because of your faith, your faith has made you well. Go and sin no more. He is far more concerned about people's faith and their relationship with God the Father, because he knows that whatever you can experience here today, whatever miracle, whatever answer to prayer that you can experience here and now, is only a taste of what is to come one day. Love it. Good stuff. Nathan, thank you so much for giving me your time today. This has been fun to get to know your journey and to learn from you. Thank you uh, for being my guest today on the Sojournal Podcast. It's been fun, man. Thanks for having me.
The Sojourner Podcast is a production of the Alumni Relations Office at Johnson University. Edited by Tyson Chastain. Podcast graphics by Rachel Woolard. Music by Loyal Love. Tune in to other Sojourner Podcasts dropping normally weekly on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and more. Thanks for listening.